This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 63 of the What Are We Doing podcast, and welcome, <clears throat> thank you for listening to the last episode, yada, 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 look, 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 look what I can do. This only took me 45 minutes, ready? Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb, Mary had a little lamb, her fleece was white as snow. Dude. This is the What Are We Doing podcast. Business owner, DJ, podcaster, web developer, Nice guy, cute, smart, sexy, uh, piano player. Now, I mean, add it to the resume, right? Add it to the list of things that I've accomplished. You know what I mean? So I'm a piano player now. Shout out to my son. He let me borrow his toy. We learned that together. He can't do it yet, but he can, he'll do it. He'll do it soon. You know what I mean? And like, yo, as a kid, like as a kid growing up, like I did some stupid shit, you know what I mean? Uh, that if like my son did, um, I'd probably be real pissed. Okay. Uh, one small example is I used to set my mother's curtains on fire. <coughs> listen, <clears throat> listen, we lived in this log cabin that the Amish people built us. Okay. The Amish man who built the house that we lived in for the first half of my life for the first like 10 years of my life. The man who built that house, his name was Levi, no relation to the Lancaster County gangster uh, Levi that like you hear about. Google it if you want. You know what I mean? No relation there, I don't think. Um, but, um, you know, uh, they did name me after the guy who built the house. And so obviously there were these, these beautiful, like handcrafted Amish white curtains, like lace looks like something you'd line a table with like these beautiful curtains in the dining room that my mother had. And so I would take a lighter, 
I would take a lighter and I would light the bottoms of them on fire for about one to five seconds at any given time. Um, and so that basically, um, became like a little thing I did. Uh, and for whatever reason, I don't have memories of being reprimanded for that. I don't know. We can ask Sandy later if, if that was something that she remembers from my childhood, but I'm pretty sure when I was a kid, I lit the curtains on fire. I don't think that was a dream I had. I'm pretty sure that was a memory. Um, so, you know, stuff like that. Right. Um, I like, I'm surprised my mom didn't medicate me right then and there. Right. Um, so instead they signed me up for karate. Um, and so like, then they would take me to, so basically I was a badass at like, uh, five years old. They signed me up for karate and I was like the best. Okay. I swear to God, this is a hundred percent true. They took me to like places like city Island, you know, city Island where the baseball games happen on the field where the baseball games happen in city Island. I would go to karate tournaments and I would fight and I would kick and hit and fucking stab and murder. Sorry, I wouldn't do that. The other children. um, And I won. I won all the time. I had all the trophy. I'm pretty sure we threw them all away because there's so much space and room. And it's just like Sandy might still have some. I don't know. Uh, but the trophies, I won first, I won first place, first place, first place, first place. I was all over the first place map. Okay. I won like every freaking competition. Uh, I was winning left and right. I had first place trophies, second place trophies. I was doing the damn thing all day long on city Island. Right. Taking pictures of me. I was in the newspaper. Like then, and then they signed me up for dance. Oh, and so then at like the karate tournaments, right? Um, they would have like vendors and like my mom and dad at the time thought it was a great idea uh, for me to own a ninja star. So they bought me a ninja star at like six years old. Um, and that was an issue. Okay. Because I then immediately took it to the basement and I was flinging my ninja star in the basement on the wall. Uh, and I'm surprised I like didn't kill my sister. Um, so, and then of course, like every kid did this, right? Every kid did this hiding under the bed. I would hide under the bed and I would call 911 and I would hang up. I would dial 911 and they would say, 911, what's your emergency? And I would hang up and then I would do it again and then I'd hang up and then I'd do it again and I'd hang up. And then like five minutes goes by and then they called, right? They called my mom and uh, they were like, ma'am, your son keeps calling 911 and hanging up. We're going to need you to get under control or we're going to have a problem, blah, blah, blah. Like it was insane, dude insane. And so I remember I would hide under the bed because I would think the cops couldn't get me under there. And so I would look up from under the bed and on my like on this like rocker or chair, whatever that was in my room at the time, uh, was my like Barney and baby bop. I had a Barney and there's pictures on the screen, Barney and uh, baby bop, um, dolls and they would like get me through it they were like my best friends and so we all had a barney doll right and so i know oh, dude i'll never forget i took my barney doll to mrs wood's second grade class 
Now, for those of you who don't know, Mrs. Wood, uh, she's she's gangster. I don't know. She, I don't know if she's still alive. We'll have to look into that. Um, uh, she drove like this brown Astro. She drove this brown, old brown 80s van. Look up brown Astro 80s van. Pull it up. Yeah. There it is. Oh my gosh. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put it on the screen. Mrs. Wood drove this van to and from school every day. And let me tell you, you knew it was her. She would give you candy out of this van. She probably, I think she might have lived in this van. I'm not sure. <clears throat> um, but one day in Miss Wood's class, we had show and tell. And uh, I took my Barney doll. And, um... You know, back then it just wasn't real cool to take your Barney doll to show and tell. And when I was up at the front of the class, uh, Zach Fleming, the cool kid, sat in the back and he yelled loser as loud as he could uh, when I went up. So Barney back then, you know, back in what year was that? 2000, back in like 1999, 2000, 2001, maybe. Barney wasn't cool, but apparently <clears throat> liking Barney is cool again. Okay. Uh, now Barney was on air, of course, in the late eighties. And then I think to celebrate my birth, uh, individually, uh, they said, Hey, Sandy, your son, Levi, welcome. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. It's May 9th, 1992. What, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we are going to move Barney to PBS and, um, in honor of your son. So they moved Barney to PBS in 1992. Uh, but apparently it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. Okay. At, at the Barney production. Um, like, like the, 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 the guy who wore the suit was getting death threats he was getting death threats, okay? That's why he retired. A group of uh, ninth graders, like, called the show. They got a hold of his phone number, um, an email. Like, he quit. He quit because of this. And so, like, when I was a kid, the rumors were, like, he quit because he was found with, like, one of the kids in his trailer. Like, you know what I mean? That was always the rumor in my school. Uh, I didn't know that the kids were harassing Barney to the point of, uh, you know, suicide, maybe. Um, but, like, there's even, like, a darker side. Like, you know, like, it's so, this is why, this is why we can't have anything nice, because, because now, now there's a documentary and it's, it's all about, it's, it's all about Barney and it's, uh, it's, it's out and it's here and it's, um, let's take a look. Sort of a check with the uh, director of a new documentary. Barney stands for inclusion, acceptance. You should love everyone. We all have share of leech to this guy. We're going to get to that guy. Love character was heading into the stratosphere. People couldn't accept that this was just a show. And, and so let the bashing begin. 
It's a documentary everyone's talking about. I Love You, You Hate Me is about the rise and fall of Barney the Purple Dinosaur, who became a cultural phenomenon 30 years ago. The character stood for love and kindness, but soon became... Okay, not entirely sure what that guy was doing. Not entirely sure what this guy was doing. Um, that's strange. Um, but dude, so this is where we're at now. This is where we're at. We need original content, and I think this is the exact direction we need to go. Um, here's what happened, right? Uh, <laughs> what, could, dude? Just what could be better? What could be better than a group of nine-year-old kids bullying a fifty-year-old man playing a purple dinosaur in a public access show in 1992? I mean, we are so far gone, so disconnected. If Barney was the beginning of the internet, listen, <clears throat> we haven't come far, folks, okay? If a gang of middle school nine-year-old kids can simply destroy an adult human's life, let alone career, we've got some serious work to do, okay? But but then we turn the page, okay? Because it's not all, you know, like, listen, that's cool. That guy's moved on. He's good now. He's been to therapy. The guy who played Barney, it's fine, but we turn the page and we get the dark side of it all. Okay. We get the even darker side. It gets worse than these nine year old kids. Okay. That was the lovey dovey part compared to what's next. Let me introduce you to the real star of the show. Okay. His uh, handle is at Barney Builder and his name is Andrew Olson. And, um, well, he's clinically insane uh, because he runs uh, his full time job is the Barney Historian website. And uh, I mean, the dude is he's he's real serious. OK. Um, here we have a millennial man who who clearly uh, is having loads of sex from his one bedroom master suite add on to his mother's built in uh, house that he has over COVID. He built it over COVID because, you know, what better way to save money, live with your mom. He's probably rolling in it because look, I mean, his room, look, look at just what he has to offer. I mean, look at this. This is an insane person. Hey, I'm Andrew Olson, and today I want to show you around my uh, Barney collection. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So these years... So, listen... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's definitely um, bones of missing animals and maybe children under this man's porch swing buried out back. We need to lock him up. Okay. No fucking way. Can you imagine? Imagine you match with him on Grinder and like, uh, you know, as you're hooking up, he, he shows you this. He opens the door and he says, hey, look at this. 
And like, you immediately have to run for your life. Like, Hey man, now like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. If, if he has like some like original shit, like some three wishes shit, like some original scripts or like even maybe like one, at least one like 1985 first run Barney doll. Like he might not be a fraud. If he has any of that, he might not be a fraud. Here are some of the rarest pieces in my collection. Um, I just added these a couple weeks ago. This here is the um, shooting script for a day at the beach and uh, three wishes, which are some of the there first Barney videos produced. These are He's unique legit. because a couple of editing notes He's for got, continuity um, written on the scripts. These came from the collection of Lori Harmon, who was the uh, script supervisor on those first three videos. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, along with those, I have. Yep. Okay. He's legit. I mean, <clears throat> it's wild. It's wild, right? He's got to be getting like so much dick for this, right? Like he's got to be. He can't be a virgin. There's no way that. There's no way this man's a virgin. I can't. <clears throat> right, dude. Speaking of shitty reality TV dating shows, okay, me and Megs, we're trying to find, we're trying to find our next one, okay? We just got done Love Island Australia season three, and like we feel like, we feel like we wasted our time because we spent like the last 30 days binging this show only to find out that the winners, um, like they split and then he went and hooked up with the girl that he should have hooked up with on the show. And then these two split because she couldn't get over the way that he looked at her, the way her tit fell out, but it didn't really matter because it was insane anyway. So they split. And then, uh, the other couple, they split. And then he started dating another girl on the show that no one saw coming. And so it was like, Hey man, what was all that for? Why did I just invest 30 fucking hours of my entire life? I could have made 30 more episodes of this masterpiece for you guys without having to watch that show. I mean, I would have less content here, obviously, but you know what I mean? Like it's a little, little insane. And so, like, we were just kind of irritated, and then we tried to watch, like, season two, but, like, the people on season two of Love Island Australia, um, not as sexy as season three, so, like, we just weren't into it, I guess, that's what it was, I don't know, and then, um, what else, so, like, and then we tried, (laughs) we tried watching, um, Dated and Related, um, And, you know, we just, it's kind of, we came to a consensus that, um, I don't really need like my sister's help finding love. Like, you know, like my sister bullied my fiance, like in, in middle school or elementary school, my sister bullied my fiance now, uh, to the point where like my mom took her to her mom's house and like they apologized in person and like it was a big deal. And then in middle school, my fiance's brother like essentially bullied me, I guess, to get back at me. I don't know. Him and his friends would hit me at lunch sometimes. It was, you know, it was a game that we played, you know. Um, it happened. So, <clears throat> 
Like, but I don't need those people to like help me date, I guess. Like I would trust like my friends, maybe like what dated and related. I don't know. So of course that's going to be weird. And I'm just waiting for like one of the couples or one of the, you know, like brothers and sisters to hook up because, you know, Oh, excuse me. It's Netflix and it's like, we're in house of dragon game of Thrones era. So like, you know, whatever, like let it fly, you know, um, Fuck it. They'd probably win. They'd probably win. If you're on Dated and Related Season 2, Dated and Related Season 2, go on there with your your twin or your, your brother or sister or cousin or whatever and just hook up with them. Hook up with them and, and go with them through the whole show and be like, look, guys, this is it. We found each other. We don't care. And like commit. And I guarantee you, you win. Whatever the price, what is it? A hundred grand? If you win a hundred grand, I guarantee you, if you go in as cousins or steps, go in as step siblings, find a friend that you're okay with hooking up with and go in as step siblings and hook up on dated and related to, and you instantly win. You instantly win. Oh, that's so good. They should pitch this. Where's tag? Get Netflix on the thing. And so then, like, the only other good dating show that, you know, you need to watch is um, the the U.S. version of Love on the Spectrum. You know what I mean? It's, um, it's good. Now that, that's our shit. That show, Megs and I are pissed. That show was only, like, six episodes long, and we need to know what happened. Like, obviously, we followed all of the people um, on TikTok and Instagram and all that shit. Uh, so we know what's going on in their lives now. But we need another season of that show because half the people on there were assholes and things happened and we need updates and, like, we wish others well and not. And So that was a really good show. So love on the spectrum. Watch that if you haven't. Um it's so good. And obviously I'm also just waiting for like Fuckboy Island three so I can do a podcast with Los about it. And um why do ninety nine like why do ninety-nine percent of these relationships fail? There's like five. There's like five seasons of like winners somewhere that are still together, but like Hey, we're on episode 46 of season 93 of The Bachelorette in Paradise, and I'm pretty sure they're single-handedly, like, keeping the rose market alive. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's insane. Like, every time, it's even before, once they even get to, like, the reunion on the TV that we're watching, they've already broken up. They've already moved out. They've already moved on. Like it's already happening, but we're seeing it like for the first time now. And it's like this insane emotional roller coaster that has everybody on the front of every magazine for three weeks because James went back to his ex Vanessa and he cheated on Whitney. And now she is going to be the bachelorette on season 97. So, you know, there's that another wasted season, I guess. But you know what? She's going to find she I think I heard rumors that James is coming back. So I'm thinking I'm thinking Whitney and James end up together in Bachelorette season 97. Mark my words. Come back here. Okay. Okay. 
I'm thinking that's what happens. And so I think it's it's love. I think they're I think they're destined to be together and I think that's when they'll come back, right? Or you know, here's here's an idea. Here's a pitch. I got an idea. Ideas brewing. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Here's an idea. Here's a date. Here's a date idea for one of the games. So when you need to take two people on a date for um dated and related season two, because I'm sure it's coming. Um, here's what you do. You take the couples via helicopter, right? And the helicopter flies them around the island where the villa is. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's probably at sunset. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing. I love it, Andrew. And that you're flying around and like you get the, you get them talking on the things. And he, he's like, oh, look at that. There's a whale. Oh, there's a pot of dolphins over there. Oh my gosh, this is so romantic. And they'll never like go on a date like this again, but it's fine. And so you take them and you're flying them around and then you land them in like this cave like this thing that you can only get out in the helicopter right like the helicopter is your only way out of there like you can't climb up like you're in like a cave but there's a waterfall and it's romantic and it's like super great because there's a helicopter pack because this is what you do this is the date spot this is where everyone goes it's a business thing so and then there's a table with a bottle of champagne and like a little love note. And then like you're supposed to, you go swim in the water and you enjoy the waterfall and you do what they do in the movie cocktail and you like, you get naked if you want, you know, or maybe not. And so, or, and then, you know, you make out and you put your head under the water and it's sexy and they get the B roll so they can make the episode 45 minutes from just this one date scene. And then like you get out and there's like his and her robes that you wear or something maybe. And then you're like, at the table and you're having a little champagne date and then you open the envelope and you realize while you were in the water the helicopter took off with all of the production team and now they're on the outskirts of where you're at right and you open the envelope and it says congratulations uh you are now on the season finale of survivor one of you lives one of you dies fight survive win you have two hours your time starts now and then they have to basically violently destroy each other um until one of them is dead and then whoever wins uh comes victorious out a alive and b a millionaire you get a million dollars at the end of the show and i think that would be a perfect way to end uh dated and related with the step sibling couple season two right we throw them right into a match where they have to survive or you know one has to survive one has to kill each other and then they decide and then i think i think that's it you know what i mean i think that's it and i think and you know what else dude you know what else i just thought of on our our dating show that on on that one we'll show them having dinner can we, can we show them having dinner on our date? Can they actually have dinner first? I don't know how it is with other countries, but we watched Love Island Australia. I don't know how it is in the United States. We haven't watched those yet for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but um, they only show them eating like cereal for breakfast. They never show them at dinner. They never show them eating pizza or anything on a plate. Like it's actually quite insane. They only eat chocolate-covered strawberries and drink champagne when the producers bring it for a party or something. You know, it's very strange. Very strange. And speaking of dinner, dude, 
I'm done. I'm done with Arby's. Okay. I'm done. I've given them so many chances. I've given them so many chances and I'm just done. Listen, strike one. Strike one was the cheeseburger, the Agu Wagyu steak beef burger that they advertised a few months back that they quietly got rid of because it was utterly disgusting. Yeah, that was strike one. Okay. Just so you know, Arby's doesn't have a grill. Uh, or, and they don't put it, uh, on like a pan or fry it. They, um, put it in a baggie and then they put it in, in boiling water. And that's how they cook the cheeseburger meat that they give you, um, for, you know, the, the burger, not on a grill. It has grill marks on it, but it, it wasn't on a grill at Arby's. So that was like a red flag and the meat was weird in mine. So that was like a no. And then like the cheese steak came out and guess what? They have cheese dip to make your cardboard crinkle cut fries that you get from Arby's taste a little bit better. And they didn't put the freaking cheese dip on the cheese steak. Okay. They didn't offer it to me. And I thought about it after I ordered it. So that was an automatic no for me because I like cheese whiz on my cheese steak. Second red flag. Then they dropped this McRib competitor at the same time McDonald's is, and they got the words, I took a picture of it, they got the words McFib on their marquee saying, hey, don't get a McFib, uh, get an Arby's, uh, you know, real rib pork beef barbecue with onion straws on it sandwich. You know what I mean? Looks gross, so I'm not going to try that. Strike three, red flag number three. Then the other day, I've got a video. It's probably on the screen. I tried to give them one last chance. They have a buffalo chicken wrap, and it was nothing but 16 chicken strips. It was so heavy and so dense and so big and so covered in sauce. It was the most utterly disgusting thing that I've ever tried to put in my mouth, and I'm so mad that I did, and it just, I don't think I'm ever going back. I don't think I'm ever going back to Arby's, right? And so it's just like now, now Megs and I, we have to have like a new, we have to have like a new lunch place because I'm done with Arby's. So now we got to figure something out. She's like obsessed with Taco Bell. She's obsessed with Taco Bell and, and yo, shout out to my friends, uh, Ariel and Tim. Damn it. I'm not wearing the shirt. I forgot to wear the shirt. I'll wear the shirt next time. I'll, I'll explain it later. Uh, Friends of the show, Ariel and Tim, uh, they joined our Patreon, patreon.com backslash what are we doing? Uh, friends of the show, Ariel and Tim, they got us uh, uh, a Taco Bell gift card because they know how much we like Taco Bell. So we went there. Um, and guess what? we rocked out, dude. We got like so many tacos and we had money on our gift card left over. You know what I mean? Taco Bell, always delicious. Unless, unless. <laughs> Unless you're a Fox News financial analyst, like who doesn't know how the menu works, right? <laughs> like, I mean, look, I could probably do it. I could probably do like four, maybe five regular tacos in one sitting. Like, and that's just regular, like hard shells or soft shell ones. But it, I don't think Megs and I have ever spent more than. $23 at Taco Bell. Like, you know what I mean? It's just a little interesting to me that this guy. I mean, admittedly, you want 
how bad inflation is? Yesterday, yes, I had a nice lunch at Taco Bell. Cost me about $28 at Taco Bell for lunch. People need to pay for those things, and they do that by getting jobs and getting in the economy and getting active and getting involved. Wait a minute. You spent $28 at yeah. Taco Bell for just yourself? <laughs> for lunch, yeah. It's, really? it's true. Okay. That's, that's a lot of chalupas. That that's is. an inflation story. That is. He's a th- You're both thin, fit guy. I can't see it. Me, that, that's just like. He spent, okay. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, right? I mean, it's inflation. I mean, the prices out here are crazy. I mean, the gas prices are going back up. And we're headed straight. I think we're, I'm 99% sure we're headed straight for a recession. So let's just, you know, count our blessings there. <laughs> Mark my words. Um, so, you know, let we need to stop spending money and talk about. Thank God for this gift card that our friends Ariel and Tim got us. But we're probably not going to go back to Taco Bell because with that, those types of numbers, like who could eat all that? You know what I mean? Like who, like, doesn't he have to finish the work day? Like he probably, like, he probably, like he probably has to go back to the office after eating $28 worth of Taco Bell. He probably has to go back to the office and give like some bullshit presentation uh, where like he has to present like props that he brought from home and like other non-creative ways to rework his company's like work culture and like bylaws and like they're already twisted morals at 3.30 p.m. So why the hell does this man need to eat like $30 worth of tacos? Like did we find his order? Did we find the order? We have it. It's on here. Okay, hold on. We have the guy's order. He got three spicy potato soft tacos, four Chipotle ranch grilled chicken burritos, two beefy melt burritos, two cheesy bean and rice burritos, two Fiesta veggie burritos, two cheesy roll-ups, one large diet Pepsi, and one chips and nacho cheese sauce. And his grand total uh, came to do, 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 27.68. It came to twenty seven sixty eight. He is a wild man for eating almost like seventeen. That's like seventeen tacos, and like you know, I'm good for maybe two, maybe three burritos on a good day. But like that's if I've got nothing else to do. Like if I'm just loafing for the rest of the day, maybe maybe like a little beefy nacho crunch kind of thing. You know what I mean? But like, whoo. You know, it's like, you know, a little raw burrito, like a little once and done kind of thing, you know, but like not like 28. Now, listen, folks, Megs and I, I don't know if you've been down and near the Dickies slash Walmart parking lot area of the Carlisle Pike in a while. Okay, but it's starting to get cold out, which means it's getting real bad down there. I'm talking like there's broken down rust bucket trailers, like RVs, vans, big rig 18 wheelers with and without things on it. Uh, Like, and I don't understand how because there's signs everywhere that says no parking overnight for those big types of vehicles. But there's still like 18 homeless people living out of their junk-filled vehicles and their, like, 1967, like, camping trailers that they've just dumped in the middle of the back end of the Walmart shopping center parking lot. It's very interesting to me how, like, that side has, like, closed business, closed business, closed business, subway, of course, closed business, closed business, game store, Chinese restaurant, of course, closed business, And then, but like the other half, and then all the homeless and the nasty, you know what I mean? And then the other half of the parking lot is like 
banging Walmart, banging furniture store, banging Sam's Club. You know what I mean? Like there's there's like <laughs> it's a very opposite sides of the shopping center and it's very strange to me. But essentially it's like you know, if you've so here's the thing. If you've listened to episode 59 or whatever of this podcast, we announced that all the money we make from Spotify for the rest of the year, we're at like, hey, three, I think we're at like $4, by the way, run it up, run it up, go to wadpod.com backslash Spotify and run it up. Put the episodes all in a playlist and hit play on that playlist and hit repeat on that playlist and turn the volume down until like one notch and let that bitch go while you sleep and run it up. Get those ads running. I'm putting 12 ambassador ads on each of these fucking episodes from now on. So put them on repeat and Spotify is going to keep on paying us. You know what I mean? So all that money that we're making after they take out the fees and stuff. So it, right now it's like a dollar fifty. We're donating to those homeless efforts that you know I talked about over in the thing. And so I found this article. It's insane. I found this article, and the title of the article says, "Mechanicsburg hopes to avoid a catastrophe with a new trap, neuter, and release program." So. Here's the thing. They're going to start trapping these homeless people in Mechanicsburg and presumably with, I don't know, I guess food or money. And then they're going to neuter them so they can't reproduce and make more, you know, like homeless children. And then I guess, well, I guess because they have to re-release them back to like wherever they go or maybe into like apartments or like maybe a homeless shelter. Maybe I think it said, yeah, they'll probably find them shelter in the, in the meantime. So we'll be able to clean up that parking lot probably pretty quickly. Um, this is smart. I think California should start doing this. Like you just gather up all your homeless people, uh, knock them out, put them under the knife, uh, new spay and neuter them, do whatever you have to do, tie the tubes, twist the knots, you know what I mean? Slice and dice and then just kind of let them go back out into society and then they can't reproduce and then we'll have less homeless children and babies and, and that'll solve a lot of issues. I think, you know what I mean? So, and then the article says they begin to emerge as soon as the sun goes down. Uh, the less weary younger ones first, the children, I guess, with the elder ones showing just before it's fully dark, creeping out from underneath, um, Eyes peeled for any danger, they eventually crowd. They eventually crowd around a large plate of food. Something they'll hopefully still do when that food is inside a cage trap. Okay, so they're gonna put a big plate of food. They'll probably go to like Texas Roadhouse. They'll get a couple steaks. Selling gonna cost like twenty eight dollars to get like thirty people. They'll put it on a plate in a cage, and then that's how they'll get the. Okay, so that's how they'll get them. So. Although maybe only a dozen at a time are seen in a small yard in downtown Mechanicsburg, uh, the undeveloped land behind the neighborhood likely houses dozens of cats. One of several hotspots in the... Wait, what? Houses dozen of cats. One of the hotspots. Growing up, the Trap Neuter Return TNR initiative in the Harrisburg region. Wait, 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 wait. Mechanicsburg hopes to avoid a catastrophe. Okay. Okay. So this article 
my apologies. I assumed when I saw this, this is about this is about trapping, neutering, and releasing. I thought this article was about the homeless people, but apparently we have a cat problem. We have a cat problem. So listen, if um, if I had to make a list, I'd say we've got a lot bigger issues at hand than a few stray cats, okay? Exhibit A, my neighbor's missing bird, okay? It's still missing. I never got an email from the HOA saying they found it or the hunt was over or we're just giving up because we're pretty sure it's been eaten at this point. Like, you know what I mean? And like the bird's gone, you know, it's fine. We looked it up. The average price of the bird's only like $10, $15, but it's still missing. The HOA never gave us an update. Maybe I'll email them back and ask them. Um, but, uh, speaking, uh, dude, it's just, it's crazy. You know what I mean? Um, so the article continues, if we don't do this now, it'll double by next year, said Marcy, who is uh, spearheading the Mechanicsburg effort and is prepared to lay out a trap at the site of the goal to get at least 40 of them by Christmas. So <laughs> it's like it's like Dr. Evil. She's like Dr. Evil. And the best part about my plan is who's going to stop me? She's going to kidnap, cut open, and release the cats back into Mechanicsburg. So listen. <clears throat> Here's the thing. TNR refers uh, to the practice of trapping, free roaming cats, spaying and neutering and vaccinating them and releasing them back into where they were found, allowing them to live out their lives without breeding more unwanted cats or spreading disease. So it's essentially letting them live their lives in the most humane possible, most humane way possible, uh, but without them being able to breed and just continue to do what they do. So eventually it will go away, right? But here's the issue. <laughs> Let me get this straight. Your brilliant plan is to get rid of the homeless cats in Mechanicsburg, the stray cats that have been littering the streets for years, according to the article. By the way, I've lived in Mechanicsburg for years, like seven now, and I think I've seen maybe three stray cats in my life, maybe maybe three stray cats in this town. So I don't know where such claims are coming from, but apparently it's a pressing issue. And by all means, apparently it's a big deal. So get rid of the cats roaming the streets, but, and by God, we're going to get 40 of them by Christmas. And who pays for the surgeries by the way? And then probably me, but it's fine. And then we'll release them back to where they were. So I'll say it again, really, really slow for the people listening. If we take 40 cats and we then, you know, maybe two probably won't make it off the table. They'll probably have a heart attack from the surgery or something and pass away. If we take 40 cats off the street and then 38 of them make it out of the surgeries alive and put them back on the street, there's still 40 cats roaming the streets. You know what I mean? So it's very interesting. Um, one, 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 one last bit. And then I'll end on this because it's hilarious. My back is fucking crooked. I have some sort of manglio gangitis posture syndrome that the chiropractor diagnosed me with. So I'm special now. Thanks. Basically I have a diagnosis. You're welcome. Um, and so I go there for the first time and for whatever reason, 
right? I have to like sign in or do a little assessment or whatever on this iPad. And so the iPad's like docked to this desk. So I have to go sit at this desk in the waiting room and like do the thing on the iPad. And the lady, these like 23 year old receptionists, there's like eight of them, two of them hovered over me the whole time. They were standing right here and they watched as I clicked and I tapped the things. And if I seemed like I was confused or taking my time, they would give me suggestions or be like, oh, yep, that's it. Or, oh, yep, no, oh, that's, yep, oh, oh, you skipped one. She even came in. I accidentally skipped one. Not sure why I can do that, but I accidentally skipped one. I guess that's why they have to hover. And so she came in She and she reached over and she tapped it and she's like, here, you have to go back. And so she came in. Thank God she was there. I almost skipped a whole page. And so they're hovering over me and I, I fill out this assessment where the pain is right here, my shoulder, whatever. And she's like, okay, the last thing we have to do before you see the chiropractor doctor guy is uh, get your height and your weight. And so like, it's an old school scale, you know what I mean? Like the one you stand on and they move the little like brackets for a hundred and then tens and then fives or whatever, like the three bracket thing. And then wherever the thing mellows in the middle, that's how much you weigh. And then there's also a thing that they pull up and that's how they measure you, right? To give you an exact measurement of how tall you are. They have one of those things on it. I stand on the scale. Okay. And as I'm, okay, so first I'm walking to the scale and she says, well, how, how tall are you? And I go, I don't, I think, I don't know my license was, this, this is like 5'10", 5'11". And she's like, okay, great. And she writes 5'10 on the paper. She doesn't even measure me. She just takes my word for it. I could have said 6'10". I could have made myself a foot taller. It would have been great. And, um, she just wrote it down. Then I step on the scale and just being a cheeky little fellow that I am, I say, oh, it's probably going to come in around 175. And she laughs and she goes, <laughs> well, and then she ticks two more. She ticks two more and she ticks one more. And then eventually it mellows out. And she's like, well, it's, she said, it's more like 183. It's more like 183. She said, but honestly, well, you have a hoodie on with your clothes. It's probably 175. Um, and she wrote down 175 is my weight. I could have said 150 in this bitch. She definitely would have wrote down 150. So now my whole chart screwed up because this chick just took my word for it. I have no idea how tall I am. I think I'm probably somewhere close to 5'10", 5'11", but who freaking knows? I'm sitting in the waiting room in this hideous maroon colored pattern, ridiculous, uncomfortable chair. You'd think chiropractors would have the best chairs to sit in. Well, guess what? They were the worst ones. Like, Hey man, get better chairs, you know? Uh, and it just, it was insane. It was absolutely an insane experience. I don't know why I go to the doctors. I don't know why I'm still cracking my neck in my back. He wants to see me twice a week. I don't have time to go twice a week. I thought it was like a once and done thing, like do a once and done thing, pop me back into place and let's go. You know what I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, the only people that we have to thank this week is Ariel and Tim. They are our newest Patreons. They have pledged $20 to this Patreon uh, page and this podcast. They are helping us grow more and more every day via Facebook and Instagram interactions. Um, They hooked Justin and I up for some gifts with our other business that we talked about on this podcast. And they just subscribed to our Patreon page, making us uh, just that much better in their eyes. So hopefully that draws more traffic, more attention, more things are coming. And so, um, 
more things are coming soon uh, for for Patreon and bonus episodes, and uh, we're going to get Better Call Paul episodes back up and running. We missed a couple of them just because we did some main episodes with Paul, and so you know it's just it's we're we're chugging along, and I'm doing the best I can. It's episode fifty sixty three of the What Do We Doing podcast, and I can't thank you guys enough uh, for coming along. Check all the links down in the description below if there's anything you need or anything you use uh, that can uh, benefit you or me. Listen, if you're a nerd and need new Funko Pops or things for the background of your podcast, uh, head on over to ee.toys backslash wadpod. Uh, shop ee toys with promo code wadpod. You'll get some percentage off and some free shipping. That'll help us out. It'll help you out. Uh, BlueChewWadpod.com backslash blue. Get your first order for free, right? You know what I mean? Like, get, the, get your dick right. Get your shit hard. You know what I mean? It's Blue Chew. You know what you got to do, uh, dude, use, um, check the links in the description. We got a lot of stuff going on. Run this episode up on Spotify because they're paying us now for ambassador ads and we need those listens for every 1000 listens that this podcast gets on Spotify. We make like $10. I know it's ridiculous, but that's what it is. So if you can listen to this podcast a thousand times, then, uh, you know, you'll help us out just a little bit. And Megs will let us buy new things because we'll be making money. You know what I mean? So check it out, run it up, listen to the back episodes. There's some past episodes that are banging on here that I know a lot of you haven't heard and you're catching up on. Um, shout out to Mimi. She wrote us a poem haiku over on Spotify because she's running up those ads. Shout out to her. Uh, she wants a shirt and you shall receive one. I'm working on some designs, maybe a collab with some other artist. So I'm going to wait till we do that. And then I'll definitely hook it up. You and Ian, of course, shout out to you guys. Shout out to Ariel and Tim. Shout out to our other Patreons, Justin Megs. Thank you guys so much for believing in me in this podcast. It's episode 63, baby. This is the What Are We Doing podcast. Uh, my name is Levi. Peace. This is the What Are We Doing podcast.